as promised, today we are talking all things budgeting. So if you caught last week's episode, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but we really wanted to have just an episode just for this topic. Um, I know we spoke about this um, relatively early in the podcast series, um, but with it being January, a brand new year, I know this is a lot of times whenever people sit down and not only look at their resolutions, but they also look at what do they want to accomplish as a household. And so a lot of times that includes financial um, planning, savings, career moves for financial wealth, like what what have you. So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to dive into it. Um, we're going to share kind of our best tips and tricks um, and what we have in store for 2024. So that's the game plan. Nice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, just initially for me, uh, I've started to kind of, you know, we're in a place and, and Jen, I think you're kind of, you guys are kind of there too, where um, you know, we're looking at the housing market and we're just kind of looking at what's out there kind of we're my, for myself, I'm at the stage where I'm, I'm just, you know, looking at things on Zillow and being like, well, how the hell are we going to afford this? <laughs> I know it's daunting. Um, so, you know, our goal this year is, you know, step one is that we need to get rid of this debt that we've been carrying. Um, and, you know, it's been limiting us in a lot of different ways. Um, also just, you know, to get a house. So our first step was to look at, you know, where do we want to, where do we want to be, you know, at the end of the year financially um, and just kind of creating a plan to move forward. So our plan is, you know, we'd like to have enough for a down payment, whether that's 30 grand 40 grand, somewhere in there. That's our goal, mon- like money-wise. I know we're first-time homebuyers, so we don't need to put that much down, but um, that's our goal to just be able to have something to not really limit us in where we want to we look to live and how much we could afford. Um, so in order to get there, we still have to pay down all our debt. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so once we kind of established that, then we kind of worked backwards. We said, okay, well, now we have to get, we have to chip away at the debt. We need to look at all of our debt um, to see, you know, where it's hurting us the most, where we could be most, you know, struggling. Where you can the make the best here. impact. Where we, yeah. Impact. Yeah. And it, and it's almost like, okay, well, you know, I still have some student loans left. Um and, you know, we still have a, you know, we're still paying off the, our car. So there's a couple of things where it's like, all right, where do we need to get those to be, to be comfortable? And the student loans, I'm not so much worried about because, well, as far as I was aware in the past, the rule of thumb was like student loan isn't really that bad of a debt to have. Um, you know, it's still debt, but it's not counted as much as consumer debt. Um, so it's really like, you know, will that be the last thing we end up paying off before and the, we worry about paying off everything else? So I have been listening to some Dave Ramsey stuff. Um, and I, I have to agree with about 90% of what he says. Um, and at this stage in the game, you know, his rule of thumb is you, know, you pay off all your consumer debt and you get rid of your credit cards. 
And at this stage of the game, we've had these credit cards for so long that it would actually be more detrimental for us to pay them off and close them than to just pay them off and keep them open and use them for small things like, you know, paying off the cable bill every month and then just paying that right off. Because right now we're paying all that through our our bank account. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what difference does it make is if I'm putting this small charge on my credit card to keep the utilization going to remain, to remain, um, you know, in the eyes of the credit card and, and credit score world, you know, a positive user. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've decided that we are going to pay everything off and then once everything's paid off, we're going to assess what we have and what's still, you know, what's open and mm-hmm. which ones we can afford to quote unquote close, you know, we need to assess which ones we have open the longest, because at this point we've had cards for 10, 15 years, which mm-hmm. in most credit scores, having a card open for having a credit uh, background of over 15 years is very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of taken that rule and we're going to skirt that rule that he says. Um, just because once we get this paid off and we start, you know, accumulating money that we're not paying towards debt and things like that, then we want to be able to go move forward to the next step. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're doing a snowball method, which is, um, we're attacking the lowest balances first. And then what you do is apply the payments that you would put towards those lower balances towards the next ones and kind of compound it. So each payment towards the next bill gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it's paid off. And then you roll that one over to the next one. Can you give me a, a, a like a tangible example? Say let's, 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 for instance, if I have a card that has a $500 limit mm-hmm. and I have a card that's got a thousand dollar limit. So I want to pay off the $500 card first. It's not based off of your limit. It's, your though, limit. No. it's, it's based it's your off balance. of your balance. Well, let's just say that they're both. <laughs> well, max. let's say the balance and the limit are the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just say they're both max, you know? So, and my, do you go by your minimum payment, like a $25 a month payment? And then so, after you, cause I don't know the whole snowball method and I'm yeah. trying to figure so if it you out. Have, if you have two cards, what is the minimum payment on your thousand dollar card? Let's just say it's 50 bucks. bucks? Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then how much realistically, if that's your only two cards in the month that you have to pay, how much realistically could you afford to put at that $500 card? So if the minimum on the 500 is 25, I would automatically pay 50. I would just want to pay double it. Okay. So in grand total, you're paying you're paying a hundred dollars total towards both cards in the month, right? Right. So if you could you afford to say pay while still maintaining the minimum payment on the other on the thousand dollar card, could you afford maybe to put another fifty dollars or so towards that smaller card? Mm-hmm. So that way that means that your monthly payment on that smaller card is a hundred dollars. Okay. So basically if you don't use that card, because that's the thing is that you're, you shouldn't be using the cards while you're trying to pay them off. And right. you're not be using- doing a lot of entertainment stuff either. Right. Right. So if you can pay that off, if you pay $100 a month, you could realistically pay that off within 
five, maybe six months, depending on what your interest is. Okay. All right. While still maintaining the $50 on the other card. Mm-hmm. So then once you hit that last month where you've made the final payment, so say your final payment ends up being like $25, mm-hmm. you take that additional 75 that you've been paying towards that other that small card and you mm-hmm. roll it into the payment for the big card. So now you're paying $125 on that month. And then the following month, now that you've paid up the small one, you can then put 150 a month towards the $1,000 card. Okay. Okay. That makes it a little bit more, um, you know, in my, in my brain a little bit better. Right. So then easier. it's like, oh, so we paid off this little card and then you don't touch it. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. you're, you know, depend- it's just really depending on your financial situation. I mean, you know, the other part of it is, is making sure that you do have somewhat of a, an emergency fund and having money in your savings, um, you know, at the same time. And it's recommended, you know, while you're doing this to have at least a thousand dollars in that emergency fund, mm-hmm. um, because they say that the majority of, um, you know, middle, middle to lower class Americans, a thousand dollars is a magical number when shit hits the fan when you're short on something in the month or whatever that could be you know that could end up covering your rent or your mortgage or your car payment or just something mm-hmm. to kind of give you keep you afloat for another month while you figure out what your you engine need to goes do. <laughs> yeah right right something, you know what i mean like, right you know something so, ridiculous yeah and so all like so i know this i don't want this to be like a dave ramsey <laughs> show but i mean i i i love him i think he has such a great method for this. And so um, I love listening to like the financial makeover and his podcast and we watch it on YouTube and whatever. But um, so like, like you said, Andrea, the first step is to have that thousand dollars in your emergency fund. I've taught it to my kids. I'm just like, whatever you do, you, and I mean, they're still Gabe's in college Xavier's a senior. I'm like, you know, as soon as you have a thousand dollars in your account, you do not go over it, under it. You do not touch it. It's for emergencies only. That's if you like lose your job and you can't pay your car insurance because I'm not paying your car insurance for you. Um, gas, like anything that that's your emergency fund. And so that's your first step is to get that thousand dollars into your an account. And I remember there was a time whenever I was, I like, I laughed at that because I, I couldn't even have two pennies to rub together literally then mm-hmm. compared to like, like able to how save am I going to get a thousand dollars? And then in the, and then when you're in so much debt too, there's also like a mindset of like, well, what's a thousand dollars going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, a thousand dollars doesn't you, do anything, but, but it does give you like that peace of mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that if something does happen, shit doesn't have to hit the fan right away. Right. Well, and even and as so a homeowner, he, yeah, like as a homeowner, like Mel, I don't, you know, I'm sure you have homeowners insurance, but I mean, most homeowners deductibles are at least a thousand dollars or something like that. So it's like you also need to take that into account. Like, so for yeah. me, like, you know, something happened to my car, my auto deductible is five hundred dollars. So you better believe I got five hundred dollars just tucked away for a rainy day, you know, mm-hmm. in the event something were to happen like that. And, you know, so it's just things that you need to think about, like, as, you know, $1,000 is is a good base. But once you can get to the point where you can actually put some money away, you need to start thinking about, like, 
you know, all right, what's the deductible on this? What is my deductible on this? If, if we need to, you know, for, for me, like if we need to evacuate our, our home and when a storm comes, do we have access to emergency cash that we might need to, to, to leave, to go stay somewhere, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, just things that you need to think about in the long term that you also should factor in while you're trying to, to do this. Yeah. And it's not like, um, that, that emergency fund really came in handy too. when like I was diagnosed with, with breast cancer because those medical bills was just so Mm -hmm. astronomical and you're going for like tests and blood work and all of these things back to back and you meet Mm -hmm. your deductible that was in January. And I met my deductible by February. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I like, cause I met my out of pocket. Um, mm-hmm. and so that really came in handy having that, like at that time I had a couple thousand dollars in the, in the savings account. And so, you know, I was thankful that I started this early on. Um, but if you're just starting this, definitely get that thousand dollars in the account. And then like Andrea said, get an Excel sheet, get a piece of paper, what have you, and literally write down all of your expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and do I mean, it you with your partner too. Like if you're married and you're working towards financial freedom or saving something or whatever, you need to do it together because other, <laughs> it's a partnership, right? And mm-hmm, so, right. you know, I completed my spreadsheet of just a brand new one over the weekend, um, added Kevin's stuff. And it's just like, okay, what are we tackling first? Because, at one point, we were totally debt free minus my school loans. But, um, you know, the wedding happened. I bought a car, like all this stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like you, we want to buy a house, but we also want to pay off this stuff first minus, I agree with the school loans minus the school loans. Mm-hmm. And houses here in North, in where we live in, yes. in Charlotte, are just freaking ridiculous. And I, like you, Andrea, I'll go on like Trulia and I'll look at houses and everything that we need for our family size is like a half a mil. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. all? I guess I'll move to Charlotte. Oh, <laughs> here. Jesus. And then you're, and, but then your down payment. I mean, we've never, we've never bought a home either, mm-hmm. but a lot of the first time home buyer programs, I thought that they were great and they're not that great once we started looking into them and right. you still need, because here's the thing. If you have, if you have mediocre credit and you make moderate to low income, you're probably fine. Kevin and I have high credit scores and we make well over the means to be even be considered for any type of like first time Mm -hmm. buyer help. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't understand how people do it. Like, so that's what we're trying to figure out now is how do these people do it? Like, Mm -hmm. are, do they just, are they from wealthy families? Did they never have any debt to begin with? Did they come Mm -hmm. out of college and make six figures? Like, do they borrow off of their 401k? Kevin and Mm -hmm. I have tons of money in our 401k, but I'm not borrowing against our 401k just so we can have a house and then, Mm -hmm. and then have to pay that back. Like, I just think that's stupid. Right. It's just, it's not for us, I guess I should say, but um, it's just sitting down 
typing, literally typing out this, these are all of our expenses. And then they're like categorize them between like utilities, credit card, house, right. Medical, whatever. Like what is, yeah, that's, and then your frequency also, like, are these yearly? Are they monthly, like weekly, whatever. And then take your income, figure out what the difference is. And if you really want to pay this off, like we are, we, we eat out a lot. Um, it's just something that we like to do. And so we're really cutting back to only eating out like twice a month that mm-hmm. way. all And that's our entertainment fund. That's it. And every other penny that comes into our house is going on something like whatever mm-hmm. bill we're tackling. And so mm-hmm. we may not have, you know, a lot, a quote unquote life for, for some time, but the fact that we want to pay this stuff off so that we can have a house and remodel and do like fun little projects. Like, I think that just outweighs for us right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the, you know, that's the thing is like when you're, when you're doing this type of snowball thing, it's like, all right. So yeah, you have all these monthly bills, which includes your utilities, your rent, your mortgage, whatever. So, you know, those go in a separate column because those aren't going to change. Those aren't going to, you know, go down, (laughs) you know, those are constants. So it's like, you want to just take that amount, take what your total income is and see what you actually have available for you to spend towards your debt. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's you know, crazy because so, like when we were doing it, you don't realize like, I don't know if you guys have cable, but we don't have cable. We mm-hmm. just use like Netflix or Hulu or whatever subscriptions, mm-hmm. right? That way we actually pay for basically what we want to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's eye-opening when you're like, okay, I don't I don't spend $140 on internet and cable anymore, but I spend a hundred dollars on all of these TV services and how much do we really use each one of these services? And so Mm -hmm. then you start going down and I'm just like, okay, like Canva, $12.99 a month, Zoom, $14.99 a month, Mm -hmm. even though that's not a lot, like it's, it's not a lot, but over the course of the year, can I, can I cancel those, use the free version and take that money and apply it to a card? You know what right. I mean? So it's just, it's mm-hmm. like making those little minor, small tweaks. Um, grocery planning. Make your list before you go to the grocery store with your meals and stuff like that. And or that'll get really delivery. Get delivery. Yeah. That way you're not because even you're tempted. Not... Exactly. And I, and that's it's a little bit me... more expensive, but I mean, but it's probably like, cheaper think... than those impulse yes it is it is and i and i can tell you that we i took matt to the grocery store with me we spent a little (laughs) over a hundred dollars more oh my god what i would have gotten if it was just delivery yeah including the tip you know so there are things like that you know you might be paying like i i do the i paid do you have an instacart Plus well, whatever, it's through or whatever Kroger. membership. Yeah. Yeah. I have the boost membership through Kroger, but I get delivery because it keeps me out of, it keeps me one from buying crap that I don't need to eat, but it also saves me money. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's a two or three pronged approach there, you know? So I, I enjoy my grocery delivery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like our cat food now that Salem's on all this expensive cat food for his diabetes mm-hmm. and stuff. 
we have that like auto ship through Chewy. Chewy, like, same yes. thing with his syringes and stuff. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. so that one, it's peace of mind. I don't have to worry about if they're going to have this particular brand at the store. At the store. Um, yep. And little Miss Princess, she's so finicky about her cat food anyways. <laughs> and it was just like, let's just, you know, order it. And, you know, usually if you have those auto shipments, you get some sort of like save. They have like a 5% discount, yeah. I think, at Chewy. Yeah. Because I do all the, I do the boys' food through Chewy, you yeah. know, because like I said, you know, it saves money. Yep. And I was going, I was going to Petco like twice a week getting Cooper's little food because I didn't know exactly how much he was going to eat, but it doesn't go bad. It's shelf stable. So I, I can just get it through Chewy and yeah. save 5%. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I save gas. <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So. And time, but, all that time that you're running back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So I I appreciate the tips and all of this because I am working on my financial freedom, just like, you know, you two are. And, you know, we do want to get a bigger house down the road and and putting our finances together because when we bought the house, it was just me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I cleared out all my debt and I didn't, you know, I was prepared to buy the house. Mm-hmm. Of course, once you get into a house, you start remodeling, you start things, you know, putting things in that weren't there before, like a dishwasher, because my God, I, I need a dishwasher. And that was a must, you know? So like we had, we have accrued debt since we've been in the house um, for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. So now we're back into that point of paying everything down again so we can possibly you know, expand our house and get out of the area that we're in. Now you want a bigger house. So that means bigger down payment. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but that's, I I want to be debt free before we do But with the stuff that you've put in, I'm sure your house value has gone up The value has gone Have you checked it recently, Mel, with like the outrageous mortgage? You know, they sent us a tax evaluation and actually went down, but that doesn't cover they don't know what we've done right to the inside and the outside. That's just the so property. And that also, that's just the, the property, property that, too. So if your, if your neighborhood's going down the shitter, then the property value is going to go down. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean like if you had someone come in and say, okay, well you have, you know, you now have a dishwasher. So you have the hookups for the water in the kitchen. So if you decide mm-hmm. to, you know, like if you decide to either leave the dishwasher or take the dishwasher with you, then, you know, you still, yeah. it's still up fit for that. And right, you guys yeah. put in that patio in the backyard. So you kind of have, you know, mm-hmm. yard appeal, curb appeal, things like that. Yeah. Where they have to laugh at, you know, a lot of people like, you know, they want to sell their home, but, you know, and they put this price tag on it and they don't understand why it doesn't, you know, it's not getting any offers for that amount. And then it's like, you, you drive by out front and it looks like a dump, but it's like, well, you at least got to like mow the lawn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, give it some exactly. appeal, you know, so mm-hmm. it looks like somewhere someone would want to live, you know, because that's just that's the first thing at all, because yeah. someone comes in, they say, oh, I got to do I got to resod the whole lawn to make it look nice. Right. You know, that's yeah. another story. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just plugging along, but I want to make sure that I'm in a like a, a good like I want somebody to look at my finances and be like, this is what you need to do. <laughs> Because I, I will say, though, like whenever you sit down and do it yourself, I think it opens up that extra layer of ownership. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, 
<laughs> crap. Like if you don't like to sit down for like an hour to do this, then maybe you shouldn't have as much debt. I'm not saying right. email, I'm just saying in general, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. because then if, if the, the least debt that you have, the least that you have to write down, right? Because mm -hmm. from year to mm -hmm. year, chances are it'll probably maintain itself, fluctuate a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then, so I think it gives you that sense of ownership. And mm -hmm. I know at first when the first time that Kevin and I did this, it was scary coming to him and saying, like, okay, this is what I owe. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. it was scary for him to come to me and say, okay, this is what I owe. Because I don't know how you guys do it, but before we got married and even, even still now, like we still have separate accounts. Mm -hmm. We've never, like, we know what each other makes, but I don't see where his money goes. I couldn't even tell you if he ever sent money. Like, I'm sure he sent money for his daughter. I can't tell you how much. Yeah. I don't know what he's contributing to like 401k. If he has a savings mm -hmm. account, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and he does. And same with me. And then whenever we got married, we haven't changed anything. I mean, we're, we're going to go one of these weekends and add each other to each other's checking account just mm -hmm. so that it's a joint. But, um, but like my account's still going to be my account and his account's still going to be his account. It's mm -hmm. basically, hey, if we die, you have access to my money kind of thing. Right. Um, and we have it but worked out. What's, who pays for what? But what's hmm. preventing you from having just one single joint account? Or is this just, you're just not there yet? I'll never be there. I, because I did that with my first husband. Mm. And I think, I think a lot of, I think one of the big things, reasons why people get divorced or there's issues is because of financial, be, either because you're going out and you have a joint account, you're spending money, then the other person looks at the account and they're like, what the hell, where's all of our money going kind of mm -hmm. thing. And, or one, I just, I think it leaves room for resentment and I don't mind sure. being transparent. And like, that's why I'm saying like the first time that we came together and did this and we <laughs> we had to be like, you have to be vulnerable. You have mm -hmm. to be willing to say, okay, I may have effed up. Here's what I owe in my debt. <laughs> How can we join forces and take, you know, maybe Mel, when you meet with Matt, like one of his payments or his credit cards is actually lower than yours. So maybe you tackle something on his eye side, mm -hmm. like you go back and mm -hmm. forth or whatever. Um, and so that's what we did. But I just... I like, I, again, I don't mind him having transparency with my account, same thing with his, but I like to see what income is mine, what I'm contributing to this household, mm -hmm. what he's mm -hmm. contributing to the household, because then resentment can't build and be like, what the fuck? We just had, we both got paid and all of our money's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. savings account, yeah. like I have a savings account, he has a savings account. We'll probably just combine that. Mm -hmm. That way we just have like a quote unquote house fund or like emergency mm -hmm. fund or whatever and both contribute to that. But I like to see what I'm contributing. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And it might just be because in my previous marriage, like I was for the a long, a large part of it, I was the breadwinner. He mm -hmm. spent a lot of time like being unemployed or going from job to job. And I just built so much resentment. And I I was just, I hated it. And mm -hmm. I just don't mm -hmm. want that to have like a wedge mm -hmm. yeah. between us. Yeah. 
I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but so say you're at brand new, make your spreadsheet expenses versus income. See how much you can, you know, you might think that you can only add $50 to the lowest outstanding bill, but maybe you can add a hundred or 120, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Save up a thousand dollars in your savings account. And even if you are at a place where you don't have, um, a savings account. I personally think that's the, your number one step is that you pay minimum on everything and you get that savings account to a thousand dollars. I think it's empowering. I think it proves to you that you can accomplish a financial right. task. Mm-hmm. And so I really do like the, how that's like step one. And then after that, then you can tackle your debt using the snowball method rather than like the avalanche method, which is focusing on interest rates, getting that lower balance outstanding debt paid off lets you feel accomplished. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, okay, I did this. Let me do something else. (laughs) You know, it's funny is that, you know, we, you know, we kind of noted down like the interest rates and things like that too. And it's like, even the, the cars that we have the larger balances on, they actually have the lower interest rate. So it's almost like for us to do a snowball versus an avalanche, it was it was like minimal in the difference. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. like and I'm like, well then why don't we just do the snowball? We'll get more, you know, we'll get more enjoyment out of, you know, being, you know, this month we're we're gonna be we're gonna pay off four cards. Yep. You know, so it's I won't tell you how many cards we have, but I'll tell you when we're done. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I, just I have, won't tell I just you mine have, either. I just have the one. And then I have like a Tord card and a Lane Bryant card. But to your point, like I don't, the only time I use those cards, it's to get like the Tord rewards or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I immediately turn around and pay it off. So I never mm-hmm. have a balance on there. But to your point, Andrea, the Lane Bryant card I've had for years. Like mm-hmm. I've had it way back when. It's probably my longest open card. And right. so- this is, you know, like you, the one thing, probably like the one thing I I kind of disagree with Mr. Ramsey about is because it's we, will never, we will never be able to pay cash for a house. Right. <laughs> so you need some sort of credit. Right. right? Yeah. And so why am I going to close that card, even though I haven't probably used it in years? Mm-hmm. It's still open. I check. But um, why am I going to close it? And then my credit score goes down right, because right. it doesn't. My debt to income ratio is all a flaw. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. and that's what I mean. Is like you know between the two of us, I think at this point, um, we've had. I mean, gosh, I don't even know. I think one of our cards is like at least twelve years. You know, I mean, you know, what I mean. So it's just like, why am I going to close it and then risk that not having that? You know, yeah length mm-hmm. of credit too because that dings you too because it's like you yeah. have to get once you know one because i don't know if you have credit card your credit cards show you like you know they can give you an overview and it's like well once you get to you know you could have a credit a card open for 10 years but that's still only like you know average but if you get that um account you know history open to 15 then it's above mm-hmm. you're above average so it's yeah. like you know yeah. how many I don't really know how many points it actually affects it, but it's like I'll take whatever points I can get to get the number to go up. Well, and what's mm-hmm. interesting is that I don't know, like, so if you have 
an app for your credit card, a lot of them have like simulators on it, right? Mm -hmm. And so with mine, I can go in and I can actually say, hey, I want to pay off my oldest length of card. So it'll show me what my credit my credit score would be. Same thing mm-hmm. if I like wanted to go out and when I went and got my car, I put that in there so I knew how that would affect my credit score. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a mortgage. It's interesting because when you go out and get like my car, it said mm-hmm. you'll drop this many points. But if I add a mortgage, mm-hmm. it'll bump up my 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 well, yeah. score because, and that's because you know, it's, it's real estate. So that's because yeah. the bank can always take the house back and sell it for more. So yeah. <laughs> they can't do that with the car. No, but it's just, you know, it's it's interesting. I always like playing around with those simulators because it lets you it gives you an idea as to what you can do to impact it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and a lot of times they even have like payment calculators, whereas if you paid X number of dollars, this is when you can pay off mm-hmm. by this. Well, money, right. And I mean, that know. shows you it shows you on your on your um, monthly statement, you know, how yeah. much you pay. It says if you only pay the minimum, it's going to take you 35 years to pay this off. Or yeah. if you pay, you know, yeah. Yeah. $75, it's going to you'll take three years to pay it off. So, you know, it's just thinking along that way. But I think, you know, Mel, for you know, for the example that you provided and, and if anybody else is, you know, in a similar boat or whatnot, you know, it's just, if you have that extra money, just put it towards that, that lowest card, get rid of that lowest card mm-hmm. um, and, you know, make yourself a spreadsheet. So, you know, what you have on, you know, what your total is due. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they're going to fluctuate, you know, with the interest every month that you're not paying it off in full, but um, what is this? Yeah. Like, is my face red to you guys? Mm-hmm. It does look like, a little I don't know red. what this is. I don't know. <laughs> you're looking at this you're on YouTube. Some... I don't have a sunburn or anything. I don't you're know what that flustered. is. You're getting flustered. You're excited talking about financials. I guess. I guess. Well, this has been enlightening. Um, so thank you both. But if you I have any questions it. or if you have any tips of your own, please feel free to you know drop them in the comments and share. Share with us. Share with our viewers, listeners. Yeah. I think the um, one last thing that I want to say too is that like even though you want to have financial freedom and you want I you have to be disciplined mm-hmm. and you have to want it more than you want the immediate gratification of doing XYZ now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um however, having said that, I don't know about I mean, I know all of us, but you listener, I don't like you I'm sure that you work hard for your money. So, and you can't take your money with you. When, you know, your time is expired. So, but your debt will go yourself, to your relatives. No, but I'm just saying, give yourself an allowance. I'm yeah. not, mm-hmm. I don't like Kevin and I work really, really hard. And so I'm not about to give up 100% of our freedom of our decompressed time to do things Mm -hmm. so that we can come back to work the following week and even be better, whether that's, you know, buying a new PlayStation game or whether that is going out to lunch or what have you. But there's there's ways to cut back. And I Mm -hmm. think if you once you do your spreadsheet and you see how much you spend in eating out or quote unquote entertainment, it doesn't have to be zero, but what can you de- what percentage can you decrease it by mm-hmm. and still feel like you're living, but you're getting closer to your ultimate goal? Mm-hmm. I think right. that's just something to think about. 
Right. Or, yeah. you know, just even if you go out to eat three times a week, can you cut back yeah. at least cut back once and just yeah. two, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. All yeah. right, ladies. Good talk. Well, good good talk. Yeah. Thanks but so much. I want to see your spreadsheet by the end of the week. No, <laughs> I have a spreadsheet that I work on, but I'm not showing that to anybody. <laughs> Sorry. Show it, to, show it to your hubby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof, yeah. That's the, that's the bandaid right there. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. But you know, and have right. him do one too. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm having severe anxiety right now. I got to stop this talk. <laughs> All right. Love you ladies. Bye. Bye. Love you.